Hello, welcome to Codependent and Shit, a real ass bitch talking about real ass shit. Alright, I totally just recorded a whole thing and um, I got a call in the middle and it just ruined my whole episode, which is a bummer, but I'm starting over. Anyways, so I wanted to do an episode kind of um, about parenting and breaking the cycles and if you have kids and once you have this awareness about codependency and maybe whatever thing you're going through, um, navigating how to handle the stress that you're worried you're carrying this on to your kids because I experience that all the time. I have so much fear and anxiety that I'm passing codependency onto my son. None of us are perfect. Um, our kids are always going to have some sort of, we're going to fuck up our kids no matter what. <laughs> I just think it's best that it's as little as possible. Like we just want our kids to grow up to be happy people and and that's what I really want, and I think that's what everyone wants, and um, so I get, I get that there's probably a lot of people that experience the same anxiety and fear, like, they realize they've been this way, and they have codependency, or they have whatever, and they're like, fuck, oh my god, I'm probably making my kid codependent, you know, and that's normal, and I know that once you have the, this awareness, you're already breaking the cycle, so you've already you already started it. You already started the process of um, not continuing it on. And the fact that you woke up to this is, I feel like you're a sign from the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, that it's up to you. Like you're kind of the chosen one <laughs> to break the cycle in your family because it's probably been carried on for generations. It's usually how it works. It gets carried on and carried on and carried on and someone has to break it. Someone has to break cycles of abuse, everything. And um, so if you're if you're doing the work, it's you. And you're a champ. You're a warrior. And um, I give you so much credit because it's so hard. Um, parenting is so hard. Parenting when you've been through a rough childhood yourself is really hard. And I just want to give anyone credit that's out there doing it. Single parents especially, my God. It is so hard. Toddlers are so hard. I thought, like, the baby stage was hard. No, man. Three is the worst. Three and a half. It's not terrible twos, guys. Don't listen to anyone. Two is cake. Three. Watch out. Prepare yourself. I heard four is also rough. So here we go, guys. We got another year and a half of this madness. But I'm trying to navigate it and not be constantly, like, obsessing over, oh, God, am I am I fucking up my son? <laughs> Like fucking him up. We're not. Um, I think it really takes just having the awareness. And if you catch yourself, you know, saying something, doing something that was like something your parents did that you realized was toxic, just when you notice yourself do it, just be like, hey, next time, like, don't do that. Well, dude, I sounded like dad right there. Oh, I sounded like mom. Don't do that. Just try to, like, you know, take your little notes. It definitely works in baby steps. Like, you're obviously going to have times where you're like, shit, like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. But then you also will notice there's things you do and say that you're like, oh my God, I'm I'm growing. I'm healing. So it's a process and it takes time. So don't think that you're doing a bad job because you're not. You're probably not. Um, I guess I just kind of wanted to go more, a little more into my story because the whole point of of this was kind of also for me to just be vulnerable I struggle with being vulnerable and so why not put it all on the table and be totally vulnerable with my story 
So I grew up with my mom and my sister. Um, my dad wasn't present. He never was the type that wanted kids. They were never married. So he kind of just went and did his own thing most of my childhood. I never felt sad about that as a kid. I didn't care. I didn't know what I was missing. Um, however, when I got older, I did realize it's affecting me and I've had to do a lot of healing work around that relationship and I'm still doing it and that's important guys like once you have this awareness um you're gonna heal have to heal those relationships and it's not easy and sometimes it's even in regards to a parent that you can't really even be confrontational about it like you're not going to be able to have a conversation some people aren't receptive to this stuff so you're encouraged to like kind of call them out on like hey you did this this and this and this wasn't okay and I need to acknowledge this for myself but um and I don't hate you but this wasn't okay my dad was receptive of that I was able to do that um I felt uncomfortable about it so I emailed him but regardless I sent the letter so if you have a parent you need to address shit and they're kind of not the type you're going to be able to say it directly even just writing it out is 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 beneficial for you it will help it's going to help your healing process writing out a letter you don't even have to send it just write it out write out all your things you feel what you're angry about that they did but um like I said this isn't about villainizing your parents because your parents they didn't try to fuck you up they didn't try to be who they were they can't help it they went through their own shit too um and they just don't have the awareness you do and they weren't trying to hurt you and it's easy to feel like they were and i think you do need to feel the anger and mourn that you didn't have a parent that showed up for you the way you needed them to like definitely sit with those feelings feel them but I think you have to get into a place of being sympathetic at some point and realizing it wasn't about you. Um, it's, it's them. It's their own shit. And I was angry for a while. And I feel like finally now I'm, I just feel bad for my mom. Um, I guess I'll go into more about my mom then. <laughs> my mom um, was really emotionally unstable. It was like, she doesn't know how to navigate emotions well and it's extremely like explosive emotions in if they're good or if they're bad they're explosive and I'm not sure if it has to do with something she went through when I was pretty young I was seven I think my sister's dad committed suicide and that was like the love of her life even though they weren't together anymore and I kind of think I don't remember her being the same after that and from then on, for sure, I can remember every week, every other day was like a nervous breakdown. She would throw things, she would scream like someone was dying, and the cops would come and see if she was beating us. And I was little and that was scary, like having a cop come in, at night and shine a light in my face and was like, Did she hit you? Like, that's kind of traumatic. And... Yeah, it was just constantly chaos, and um, she, like I said, she didn't do it intentionally, but a lot of criticism, a lot of shaming. Um, I was never really encouraged that I could do anything I wanted. I was kind of compared constantly to her as she was a child um, or other kids. It's all about, you know, so-and-so does this, so-and-so's kids do this. I did this when I was a kid, and it was never about like, oh, you're okay the way you are. 
who you are is okay. I was never really taught that. So I carry that into my, my life. And, um, it reflected in everything I did. I have no self-love. I thought I'm a piece of shit. I thought I'm going to work at McDonald's because I literally was told that (laughs) she's like, you're going to flip hamburgers, McDonald's, you'll never amount to anything. So hearing that when you're a kid is going to definitely, that's going to ingrain in your brain. So, um, but it's okay because once you have the awareness, you can rewire these things. So anyways, it was a lot of chaos and not a lot of healthy love in my house. And she was really affectionate and I equated that to love, like, you know, saying goodbye and I love you every day. I thought, oh, she loves me. That's love. But love is so much more than affection, guys. And saying I love you, love is so much more than that. That's like the surface of it. Um, There's so much more to it. So I was never really modeled healthy love from either of my parents. So when I was like 14, 15, I got into a really abusive, toxic relationship. I, I found a guy and I felt this like overwhelming love for and it was chaotic and that was what I was used to and I stayed in it and I was never the same after this person came in my life. I was never the same person. It was like the before and after. Um, it was crazy. He was like an alcoholic. We were teens and he was an alcoholic. I would chase him around. He'd cheat on me. We were physically abusive. It was so bad, but it was a product of me, you know, finding something relationship that I thought was was love. I was finally going to be loved how I wanted to be. And I accepted it and I wouldn't leave. And that relationship finally ended. And for like the next 10 years, I basically just went into cycles of self-sabotage and I abused alcohol. I abused drugs. I dated awful people. I just basically was living this life of self-sabotage because I thought I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna ever amount to anything and I'm not gonna ever be loved. So I got to points where I just wanted to die. Like I was suicidal all the time. Um, I definitely almost died a few times. Oh, this is so rough to even admit. I've never, I don't tell people this stuff. Um, it was bad and Obviously, like I uh, had mentioned in my previous episode, that's why I haven't had any healthy relationships for 10 years. Like, I wasn't in a healthy place within myself. So, that's why I was in situationships or toxic relationships, like with my son's dad, which I've said is just codependency at its finest. I was just like a caretaker for this guy. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Um, but about two years ago almost, I. I don't know, man. Something within me shifted. I, like I've mentioned, I went to AA and I was working the steps and in the steps was encouraged to try to connect to a higher power. And that's always been a foreign concept to me. I, I've never felt like, I don't like religion. I don't like organized religion. And I always thought it was kind of weird. And I've tried to go to church and I would see these people getting so into it, you know, like on the floor and feeling God and as much as I thought it was kind of kooky I always felt this sense of like I don't want to say jealousy but I was I was like so a little envious that these people had faith in something to such an extent they had faith in something they trusted something and I just never felt that with anything so 
um, once I started working the steps and my sponsor was like, you know, making me write out these questions about what I believed was my higher power and what I would want, the qualities I would want of that higher power. I don't know, man, it's crazy. All of a sudden something shifted. I felt something. I felt a connection to something. I don't know what the fuck it is, (laughs) but I felt something. And then I... It's like I I didn't leave my body, but I left the old perspective I had of being a victim. I was stuck in victimhood for my whole life. I was always like, everything's happening to me. Uh, Poor me. Let me just numb. Let me just take Xanax. Let me just do coke. Let me just binge on everything. And now finally it was like, I had this new perspective where I was kind of outside of all that. And I could see why I did these things, why I became this person and that all of it was bullshit that I, I'm not a piece of shit, I'm not incapable, I'm, I can do great things, I, I should love myself, and I should have loved myself all this time, as I never had anything wrong with me, but, yeah, I would consider it an awakening, a spiritual awakening, and I feel like a lot of people are going through that, which is so crazy, like, even Chelsea Handler, um, I love her podcast, she's part of why I started mine, She's gone through this. She had like an awakening and um, I really like her because she explains all that stuff on such a practical level. Like she doesn't go really deep into the woo-woo like stuff and gurus and I went down that rabbit hole. I'm going to have an episode about that, but um, it seems like more and more people are waking up. They're having some kind of awakening and whatever you believe in, if you found something to believe in and you feel a connection, it doesn't matter what it is. All that matters is that you have a connection to something because that is how you heal. Like, I never in my life thought I'd be a person to preach about a God or a higher power, but that's the way, man. Like, that's what's guided me through. And I have times where I feel no connection and I feel like God's left me again and whatever is out there has left me. I call it source. I feel like source has left me, but that's also a reflection of my relationship with my mom, my parents, I didn't trust it. So I'm still struggling to trust source God, but I'm working on it. And, um, I pray and I meditate and I'm, I'm always really just trying to connect with, um, who I really am inside, um, who you really are. I think that meditating is really helpful for that. Like if we're codependent and we binge and we do things and we abandon ourselves is because we don't want to sit with ourselves and meditation is really forcing yourself to sit with yourself sitting with your thoughts and and who you really are inside um and connecting with your inner child man like that's so important in healing i feel like you really need to go back and connect with that kid in there the kid that got taught these things like I've done a lot of visualization meditations (laughs) I don't know why that said that like that where um I'm connecting with my child self they are on YouTube they're free guys do it um I had like breakthrough I would cry and sob because I would meet with my little girl self and just take her back and and take her with me and be like and tell her I'm here and I'm I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for what I've done to us and the stuff I've let us go through and tolerated. But now I I have you. And um I literally wake up every morning. I meditate usually and I I hold myself. I hold my heart and I hold my 
like around my stomach um, and I just tell myself like we're safe we're okay you know no one's gonna leave you I'm here I I have you we're safe every day we're safe you're you're gonna be okay um, and I think that is a good good thing for people to do is just connect with that with you and connect with you that's so important um, our relationship with ourselves is what dictates all the relationships in our lives and relationships are sacred mirrors the type of people you're attracting especially I feel like romantically are mirroring back things about you so like if you're attracting people over and over that just that don't love you it's mirroring that you need to love yourself you need to love yourself more um it really will change your perspective when you look at relationships as sacred mirrors because they are. They're um, reflecting back and I feel like even, it sounds so ridiculous even to me still, but there's, you know, people that swear that the reason you have these relationships with your parents that are so fucked up is it was just, a, it was all to teach you something. Like there's a purpose to all this. And I think especially if you've, you're waking up and getting the clarity and the conscious awareness you're kind of also in a role now where you can help other people. That's why I said share your story. Share your story. Because it can help others. And that's why I'm sharing mine. But anyways, so yeah. I had that awakening and I've never been the same. And I'm, I'm happy. I, I don't remember what it felt like to be the girl I was before. And I don't want to. Because I'm actually becoming a person that I'm proud of. And... I take care of myself. I used to not even take care of myself. It sounds so gross, but man, even just like keeping my house clean and like washing my face. It's like before I just didn't care. I was like, I thought I was going to die by 27 for sure. It's sad. About to be 28 next weekend. So I made it guys. <laughs> but yeah, I used to think I was going to just die young. I didn't care. Um, and so I got pregnant and I swear to that my son is um, meant to be in my life because that's really what turned my life around also um, it gave me this reason to live and now I have this reason to keep going And I'm, but I'm ultimately keep going for myself because I want to be happy the rest of my life I don't want to spend my entire life still doing this it's crazy how a lot of people when I've gone to CODA meetings most of them are a lot older they're like in their 40s and 50s and they've spent their entire lives in these cycles or in these like miserable relationships and now they're healing and now they want to start over which is amazing it doesn't matter where you're at but it's just crazy to see that and to realize I'm so young and if you're in your 20s and doing the work, like, we're going to be good, fam. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm so happy more people are waking up to all this stuff. We won't be happy. We're going to be happy. But anyways, yeah, it's like I've said, it's a process, though. I'm still really hard in my journey. Like, it's still hard. I still slip up. But I definitely feel like I've made so much progress. And... He's got to keep going, man, and ask whatever you believe in for help and guidance and 
and just connect with you with you and realize that you're whole you're complete you're loved like you are okay you're okay and there's nothing wrong with you all these labels and all these disorders you know like I feel like that's such a it sounds like a death sentence when someone gets diagnosed with like uh, bipolar like that's so fucked up to hear and I'm sure like you just think wow well I'm fucked now for life but try not to get caught up in the labels I feel like the labels are just if you want to go with labels like I could be considered I'm a codependent love addict with uh anxious attachment style like there's so many fucking labels like that's too much i'm just a person healing tell yourself that you're just a person who realized you had tendencies that weren't healthy that weren't rooted in authenticity and now you're you're breaking them and um yeah so here i am living my life um trying to do the best i can which I've made a lot of progress and I'm proud of who I am and proud of who I'm becoming and I hope that um, everyone keeps going. Just keep going, keep fighting. You can do this. Read what you need to read, but remember that like reading books isn't going to do the work. Um, that's having the information, of course, but the real work comes in with connecting with yourself, um, forgiving yourself for the past things you've done, and also integrating, taking different actions, not reacting the way you would to to other to things, and triggers especially, like triggers are so gnarly. And I know that word is used so much and has a weird stigma because of like social justice warriors like using triggered. I don't know. So you see these memes. But it's really like, I don't like that it's having this connotation because it's um, it's really accurate. It's when you have things that come up and someone says something or you perceive something's happening and it makes your body go into fight or flight mode and you're like, feel like you're dying, your heart's racing. That's a trigger. That's your body going back to the a trauma, to an old thing. Your body is reacting to it. And it's really confusing because you're like, well, what the hell just happened? Like, why why am I, is my heart racing over this, this thing that's not even, like, real? Or, like, it's not threatening me. I'm not in danger. But your body literally thinks that you're about to die. That's gnarly. So if you can identify your triggers, that's so important. Like, look at it and be like, damn, like, why why am I reacting this way? what is this stemming from? Where did this come from? Because I have that and it's a very scary feeling when that happens because it's like, it seems so irrational and you feel crazy, but you just got to heal it, man. Look at the triggers. Um, yeah, I guess that's really it. Um, I hope I didn't piss off any of my family, but same time, man, I don't care. I'm not here to filter my story. I'm not here to tiptoe around people's feelings. I'm here to be real, open, honest, and I think everyone should own your story, own what you've been through. You don't need to filter it. So keep healing, guys. Thank you for listening. If you listened, I hope this helped you maybe. Um, alright, bye-bye.